Coming to you live from the second bedroom of Shane's apartment. This is the Shane and Scuba Steve podcast. Hello. Hello. Hey, how are you? I'm well, how are you? Uh, no complaints. No complaints? That's good. Yeah. You don't want to hear them. Who would listen anyway? Well, I would listen. I Aww. always listen. Thank you. For. Welcome back to the Shane and Scuba Steve show. Mm-hmm. It's a Wednesday. It is a Wednesday. Feels like a Thursday. To each their own. Sure. Sure. I understand. It could be Monday for some folks. You never know. They might not. They might listen to this on Monday. Exactly. They could by listening to it on Monday. They might listen to, on, to us on Tuesdays. Anytime. They're available. Could, could be Thursdays. Yeah. Could be Fridays. Nope. Everyone's working for the weekend. So. That's true. But that's why yeah. you listen to the Shane and Steve show to get through the work day. Exactly. Well, welcome Wonder. back. Yeah. This is our 99th episode. 99. 99. Ooh. Gee golly. Wow. Whew. Crazy to think about. 99. 99. Th- that's how many bottles of beer are on the wall. <clears throat> 97 now. We had to take you down for ourselves. Oh, that's really... I was going to wait till the end, but okay. But damn, we'll have to do something big for the 100th. We'll, we'll, we'll have to think about that and do something big for the 100th. We'll play a clip from every episode. If we have the time. Um, we have a jam-packed show this evening. To the brim. To the brim. Um, so, Shane, do you have a beverage this evening? I'm having some ginger ale. Uh, I, I took a sick day today and, uh, you know, just taking it easy. If any point I stop talking, it's probably because I'm trying to sneeze. So okay. I apologize. But uh, just having some ginger ale, little bubbles. Little, little something to settle the stomach. Yeah, exactly. Give you a little, a little vitality. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Excellent. You? I am drinking water. Ooh. Ooh. It is, yeah. It's, it, it's, it's a good water day. Oh, very nice. Trying to rehydrate. Mm-hmm. Went to the gym. Got those electrolytes? Uh, no electrolytes right now. Just, just water. I had <gasps> orange. I did have Trader Joe's orange chicken for dinner, so I feel like there's some electrolytes in there. Oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Full of, the... that sauce is actually just liquefied. It's just thick Gatorade. I was gonna say that or just orange juice, right? No, the the orange chicken sauce is like a general general Gauss type sauce. Uh, I think it's just old orange juice. I think you just leave some orange juice in like the freezer, let it get kind of thick, and then you just put you drizzle that on top of the chicken. I, I I'm you pretty drizzle sure. frozen, slightly frozen, kind of more slightly slush. frozen. Okay, I, I, I've worked in some pretty nice restaurants. I think I know what I'm talking about. Hey, I don't doubt that you you know your your restaurants, but that's why they're always like, get the food out, get the food out. They don't want it to turn to orange juice. <laughs> They're like, I get it, you get hard quick before they realize what we just gave them. All, all the, all the food turns to orange juice. Yeah, they're paying forty-seven dollars for this. Okay. Yeah. Hey, if it turns to juice, it turns to juice. Mm-hmm. Well, we could dive right in. So the first topic of the evening is our trailer of the week. Yep. We've got Tetris. Mm, yes. I found out about this movie mere hours ago <laughs> when I texted Shane about it saying we should this should be the trailer of the week this week. Yeah. Um I hadn't seen the trailer until just today. It mm-hmm. came out about a week ago, supposedly, or maybe mm-hmm. been more on top of that. I'm just ob- oblivious and ambivalent to them. Mm-hmm. Um but I went to go watch a YouTube or I went to put on some YouTube music during my work day and I found the Tetris yep. trailer. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Um, starring Taron Egerton, mm-hmm. Toby Jones, mm-hmm. uh, Taron Egerton playing Hank Rogers, who brings Tetris to the United States um, by way of Game Boy and several other things. And Toby Jones playing Robert Stein, who is the... Oh, no. Sorry. I have that incorrect. Playing Alexei Pajitnov, Pajitnov mm-hmm. uh, who's the Russian game developer and computer engineer who created Tetris, is Nikita Yemenov. Ah. Uh, he's played in TV roles such as London Grad, The Thaw, and 2012 Cinderella. But who's Toby Jones? I now have to Google who is... Well, Toby Jones is Robert Stein... Mm-hmm. But I don't. Who's know. Robert Stein? I've got to find that out right now, because he's the uh, only one without a Wikipedia page. So he must have. All right. Oh, he's okay. So he founded. Ah, here we go. He has a Wikipedia page. Maybe there's a lot of Robert Steins. Hold on. Is he anyway like? A, is this just another house elf? Is he another? Is this like a Dobby situation? Is Toby Jones being typecasted? Like, oh, this character is just like Dobby. You think it's that? No, I don't, okay. I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that far. I'm, we're now about to find out. Um, mm. Mm. That's Robert other... Stein mm-hmm. came from Andromeda Software, mm-hmm. of course, and they like the okay. So they he had worked with the Soviet Academy of Computer so Sciences Computer Center before. Oh, that Robert Stein. Yes. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. I was mistaken. The Robert Stein uh, from Essex. Okay. Got it. Got it. Yeah. But no, this doesn't seem like a really interesting movie. Uh, seems uh, crazy of the whole story of trying to get this game from the Russian government. Uh, Taron Edgerton doing American accent. What do you think of his American accent? I thought it was pretty good. I think it can, hang, it can hang a pretty good American accent. Sounds a lot like a young Leonardo DiCaprio, if you ask me. I feel like he just probably watched like Titanic, and he's like, yeah, that. All we day. All know, we all know Leo likes him young, so it's fine. <laughs> uh, allegedly. Uh, no, not, not allegedly. <laughs> Lots of proof. Very well documented these days. Yes. Um... Yeah, I this looks really good. I didn't expect, mm-hmm. so I gotta be honest with you. When it, when I saw a trailer for Tetris, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna have a nice little Wreck It Ralph type quality to it." It does not. <laughs> no, this is more in line of like Wolf of Wall Street, Goodfellas, less Wreck It Ralph. A hundred percent less Wreck It Ralph. Um, there, it, Egerton in interviews confirmed they'd be more like the Social Network. Um, so get some Sorkin vibes in there. Oh, Ooh, he could pop up. You never know. Oh hey, what's up? Oh, this game is great. Uh, that's I don't have a really. But good you're not like... the guy moving forward, so mm-hmm. Bye. Mm-hmm. understood. Understood. I did watch a great TikTok the other day where um, someone was trying to get paid back with their friends, but they reenacted the uh, scene with Wardo and Jesse Eisenberg's Mark Zuckerberg being like locked in, and then being, and uh, Sean Parker or. Just to like Sean Parker, being like, oh, he's locked in, and I just started dying laughing because it was like a great, it was a great bit, like a great parody bit, but also like it just went off the rails immediately because it was yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. But I digress. We're back to <laughs> we're back to Tetris. Um, we're this will premiere at South by Southwest mm-hmm. on the fifteenth of March. Yep, but it's an Apple TV Plus movie. 
Ooh. Coming out on March 31st. Uh, no, nah, I think I'm going to watch it on, on the 15th. You know, I think I'm going to watch it on St. Patrick's Day. I think that's what I want to do. This seems like the perfect St. Patrick's Day movie, Tetris. Yes, and I'll for play, sure. Yeah, and I'll play like an orange and green themed game of it. Yeah, yeah. you like Tetris? You a big Tetris fan? I've played Tetris. I enjoy it. I think that's not what game. I asked, Mr. I, Caruso. I Mr. Caruso, answer the question. You are on under oath, sir. Do you like Tetris? Yes or no, sir? I like Tetris. Dude, I'll get the bailiff in here if needed. I like Tetris. All right. All right. Answer the question. I have an affidavit, sir. I want I want it to be known that I have one. You you have just in case? I have one, Your Honor. Yes. I rest my case. I, I the, the case. I'm done. I don't want to question anyone else. You can bring whoever you want. I'm done. <laughs> I rest my case. Well, you have you have the affidavit now. So, <laughs> Tetris does look fantastic. Um, you get some Jason Bourne type vibes, which is weird because at the end of the day, it's like getting a video game out of Soviet Russia. Yeah, I would but, say just like political thriller, less Jason Bourne. I don't want people going in like, oh, is there gonna be a lot of hand to hand combat in this <laughs> with pens? Oh man, well, that's how they have to stab everybody, Shane. That's just how it goes. There's no knives in Russia. I th- well, if you're being discreet about it, it's a it's a knife. You can be very discreet with a knife. That's even more discreet with a pen. Even more discreet with a pen. No, you just got to click. If you got to click it, that's gonna give it away. Oh no, you don't. You don't click. You just take the cap off. Silent. All right. I don't know. The pen is mightier than the sword, Shane. I don't know what to tell you. Ah, touche, touche. But this looks fantastic. This mm-hmm. looks great. Um, I keep saying that. <laughs> but it's also just like I'm excited about a movie. I don't really know. I was thinking about the other day. After Netflix announced their whole, and we talked about this when we saw mm-hmm. when we were together. After Netflix announced the whole password sharing thing, like their quality hasn't really been there recently. Mm-hmm. And like Outer Bank season three comes out this evening. Um, if you stay up late enough to watch it, it'll come out at midnight on the 23rd of February. I watch that show. It's like a fun show, but it's not going to keep me with a Netflix subscription. Mm-hmm. So, I'm excited to see other like other streaming services build on already very successful um, platforms, like cell phone games. Yeah, if we got more cell phone games like Tetris, yes. that'd be fantastic. <sighs> yes, with less ads. Oh yeah, no. That's this is the that's a whole other problem. Is all the <laughs> bullshit. You download one game and it's like okay, you make one move and then you're like, oh, gotta watch three ads now fucking terrible you know if you watch this one ad we'll let you skip the next three ads okay we this, live ad, in a society. this ad's four minutes long this is a movie we live in a society we were supposed to live in a society this is the um this is the modern day situation of like how people's grandparents like we have a timeshare like we have a timeshare in hoboken new jersey we go there once a year and we just have to sit through one hour and a half long meeting that's what we do and we will enjoy it that's what we do now to play solitaire it's like I play like three hands, and then I gotta watch a thirty-second ad. But you know, it's free though, so yeah. it's fine. And sometimes the ads let me actually play a game inside the ad. That's always so difficult to figure out. You're like, can I click this? Can I actually click it? If I can, that'd be awesome. And they do honestly, it's pretty good marketing because they show in the ad. They're like, look at this person mess up this easy puzzle. They're like, oh, that's so. Oh, now I get now I had to do this puzzle. But be like, look at how easy it was. Let me have that puzzle. Give me that puzzle. Yep. That's how they get you. 
I think this movie is a long con. That's what I'm worried about seeing it. <laughs> then when, I'm going to watch the movie. I'm going like, to like, you know what? I think I want to buy Tetris. I'm going to buy Tetris. And then I'm going to watch an ad in the Tetris game that says, hey, buy, buy this movie again. And it's like, you know what? I think I will buy this movie again. And then, boom, next thing I know, I'm just buying Tetris in the movie over and over again. You got to do what you got to do, but I don't think you're going to buy that. that it, like, I don't think you're going to buy it that many times. I'm a very, I get persuaded quite easily, Steven. I, it's, hey, it's all just marking at that point then. I'd watch out for you then. I'm a level seven susceptibility. Would you would you believe that? <laughs> I, I guess I could. Yeah, exactly. Um, but excellent. So this movie's going to come out on the 31st on Apple TV+. Plus. Mm-hmm. It looks very good. Yeah, it does. Do you think it's... Uh... Do you think this will be uh, like a series? You know how uh, there was like the battleship game based off the board game. Um, and then what was another board game? I feel there was another like board game, like transformers and there a bunch of like action battleship. figures. You, battleship. Uh, do you think there'll be like a, like Tetris Kong Pong actually, and there's a pinball movie coming soon, but that's a different one. That's about how pinball was considered gambling. And then someone proved it by being like, no, it's skill. And he played in front of like Congress. Um, I did not hear about this. Oh yeah. Huh. Didn't hear about this, but very interesting. Yeah. It could be. You never know. Maybe they will do something like crazy like that. They'll make a. I don't. What would they make next? A cinematic universe of board game, video game origin histories, and then they all meet at the end at um, a video game conference movie. Othello. (laughs) Um, What? I don't know. I'm just picking. I'm just picking game. Like I'm going back to like. My original Nintendo and just pulling games off the top of my head. Oh, they said Othello, the Shakespeare. I did say play. Othello. The, yeah, okay. Have you ever seen Othello the game? No, I haven't. I didn't realize. It. Is it based off the the play? Uh I don't think so. Okay, good because I was like, that's a pretty, that's a bold, that's a bold stance to go off of a Nintendo sixty four. Oh, it's, really... Re- it's originally called Reversi, <laughs> which was it's um. Reversi came out in 1883. Oh, okay. And then Othello, a variant with a with a fixed initial setup of the board, was patented in 1971. Oh, oh, of course. Got yeah. it. Yeah. It seems oh. like it's kind of like the game Go. Okay, what's no, the game Go? Go is a, a Go is a game. Um, I think I've, I'm pulling up the right way to talk about this game. Yeah, explain this game audio with no visuals. Explain this game. So Go is an abstract strategy board game for two players in which the aim is to surround more territory than the opponent the game was invented in china more than and then it just cuts off okay so is it like uh is it like risk um this is like it's gonna once it loads this game was created like according to wikipedia over 2500 years ago so is it like sid meyer civilization 5 uh yeah the original of that if you zoom way 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 out so, so civilization one. Yeah, like civilization point zero 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 one. Oh, okay. So, like Sim City, the first Sim City. Got it. Got it. Okay, I know what you're talking about now. I get yeah. it. Yeah, I yeah. Figured, I yeah, figured I... you'd pick up on it. You'd, you'd pick up what I was stepping in. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Go is a very. I played Go. That was a good phone game for a while to play on your phone and try to learn that. Um, but it's very difficult. Oh, that's what you do on your phone. I try and learn a uh, quantum mechanics on my phone. That's good. Time. I'm proud yeah. of you. Yeah, I just kind of do that on the side. That's kind of just the person I am. Yeah, I try to challenge myself in my free time. But no, yeah, yeah, you're playing. Yeah, what's the game? It's called Oh Go. 
Oh, only two letters? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, you know, more letters, it makes it harder. Yeah, you know. You, oh, wow. Look at you. I'm right. You maybe could start reading, uh, uh, playing three letter games. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> building off Tetris. Yeah. Which definitely looks fantastic. And, and we'll, I'm sure we'll recap in about a month. Um, we have three episodes of HBO Max's streaming show, The Last of Us, to discuss. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. We, laugh, we last left off with characters Frank and Bill. Yep. But we are now on the road to Kansas City, mm-hmm. otherwise known as the Killer City. Yep. Episodes four, five, and six. We're going to go, we're going to take them, four, five, and six. But four and five are definitely, uh, we'll get into it, but they are hand in hand episodes. But yeah, episode four, please hold to my hand. Um, yeah, we enter in Kansas City. We also get a little bit of just the country of driving and seeing similar. Yeah. Still nothing out there. Still nothing in the middle. There's um, nothing <laughs> Nothing happened in 20 years to make something happen in the middle. Yep. Um, but we get to Kansas City. Uh, the road is blocked. I, I'll admit, I was like, Joel, you're pretty stupid when he's like, he's like, we'll just go around, go like three blocks up. We'll be there in like two minutes. I was like, you don't know what's there. That never there works. At- yeah, I was like, you don't know what's. I know you're being like tough for the kid, but it's like, that's a that's a bold statement you just said. It'd be at least be a little bit more honest. Like, hey, we'll check a couple blocks, then we'll turn around and we'll figure something else out. Not now, nah, we got it. Well, because he says it so casually, which is like the way I would say that driving down the street if I made the wrong turn, mm-hmm. and then I'd be, be like, oh no, yeah, you can get ambushed. Yeah, you get ambushed, and then uh, you yeah, drive your. Nice uh, Chevy old truck into a laundry, an old laundromat. It is bizarre how nice that truck is compared to everything else on the road. Like I get it; it's been twenty years, and also like they're like it's old and it was it was Bill and Frank's. It's been like maintained, mm-hmm. but still. Hey man, you polished that thing. He, they, Bill probably Frank. Uh, yeah, they yeah they polished that car. Very nice, but they crash it. We get into a little shootout. Ellie Hines behind a wall until. What happens? What, ha- what happened? Well, Chad's on the wall. Yeah. And Joel pops out. He shoots. A, is Sam? No, no, no. That's way late. Oh, man. No, no. No. Uh, oh, Joel what? gets ambushed, and then Ellie has to save him. We were uh, talking. I would think I was ahead of you, actually. Oh, no, no, no. We're still on episode four. Or they have to get ambushed when they, uh, the car crashes into the laundromat. That like first shoot on Kansas City, I was just describing that. Yeah, yeah. But not Sam. Sam comes in later. I got, I got the names wrong. I'll be, that's okay. I'll be frank. Hey, there. hey, <laughs> that's another character. Uh, <laughs> hey, don't worry. Hey, hey, Scuba, hey. don't worry about it. Look hey. at us. Look hey. at us. Look at us. But now Joel and Ellie are trapped in Kansas City, uh, in the midst of like essentially an uprising. We learn that uh, the citizens have taken down Fedra. Because also in this city, Fedra is like the worst, and they're also known to be the worst throughout like the entire country. Um, but yeah, what so far? What have you thought of the fourth episode? I really enjoyed the fourth episode. Mm-hmm. I thought it set a good tone. It brought us back to Joel and Ellie, mm-hmm. which was I thought was a was, you know Bill, the Bill and Frank episode was fantastic. Yep. But this shifts our focus back to our, our weary travelers. Yep. We're making their way across country to find Tommy, and I, I thought the Casey episodes were really interesting. They meet. Um, I, oh my goodness! You they meet Kathleen. Yep. Eric, well, they don't really meet Ka- Kathleen, but we are introduced to Kathleen, who's mm-hmm. Brian's mother, who is 
one of the ones that Joel shot. I'm having a terrible time with names this evening. My goodness. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, and like you realize kind of how bad it is in the city. Yep. Um, which I found really interesting. So episode four, I thought was like a great setup to episode five. I don't mm-hmm. think we've seen like a breeze over episode yet. You could call episode three a breeze over if you want to, because it wasn't a hundred percent story related, mm-hmm. but it did have a really good tone and kind of, I think a lot of what yep. the show is doing is really building really good understanding of around like how people are living 20 years post a essentially an apocalypse event. Yep. Um, yeah, overall, I liked episode four. I don't know. There's uh, not too, too much to say. I, I resonate with episode five a little bit more. Yep. And I thought episode four kind of just like got us into Kansas City and like introduced us to the killer city. Mm-hmm. Four definitely I is built better You from the benefits of episode five. Four gets better, I would say. Like when you just watch four on its own, you're like, okay, this is great. But then five comes along, you're great. Um, also, a little fun fact, Perry, who's Kathleen's like right-hand man, that's the same actor who plays Tommy uh, in the actual game. Really? Yep. Wow. Yeah, look at that. That's really cool. I didn't know that. Now you know, and no one's had to battle. G.I. Joe. Exactly. But I agree. Uh, episode four, definitely five is a f- builds upon it. Um, but if I had to give episode four any rating, I'd give it like, I'd give it two high fives, two good high fives. Two good high fives. Two good high fives. Not right back to back. That's That's for like a different situation. They're like... Like right back to back, but uh, I give it a two high five spread out for like an hour, okay? Yeah, two high fives, yep, that works. Yeah, do we want to uh jump to episode five? Oh, you know, I do. To episode five, we go endure Otherwise. and survive, endure and survive, yeah. So now in this episode, we learn who Henry is. Because throughout episode four, Kathleen keeps saying, like, where's Henry? When's, where's Henry? We have no idea who this guy is. Uh, no learn- idea who Henry is. Zero. Um, and if anything, that kind of... I almost kind of forgotten Henry and Sam from the game. And also was thinking, like, oh, maybe, like, this is going to be a different, like, take on them. Of, like, who, where's Henry? I'm looking for Henry. Yep. Uh, so then find them, and it's like, oh, no, no, this is still the same. Of um, We have <laughs> older brother Henry and his younger brother Sam. Uh, trying to escape from the militia that's now running uh, Kansas City, they're they're hiding out for about uh, a week or so. We see that actual eleven hideout, days, uh, eleven days uh, in that little hideout spot prior in the fourth episode. Um, the doctor from the first episode is also the one who is helping them try to hide. Um, and then we see that they are actually there right when Joel and Ellie arrive and crash into that laundromat, and that they had been following them pretty much all episode four. Uh, which brings us to the then beginning of this and the end of last episode where they're at gunpoint with Joel yep. and Ellie waking up. Um, love the part of just like, man, he doesn't seem cool. It's like, no, that's his voice. He just has an asshole voice. Say you're, you're cool, Joel. I'm yeah. cool. It's like, what the fuck, man? Come on. So uh, this episode had me laughing mm-hmm. and it's not an episode to be laughed at, but the dialogue in this, like Ellie's Ellie's commentary and just some of the situations they find themselves in throughout yep. this episode had me like chuckling a little bit. I thought mm-hmm. it was very interesting to introduce some lightness to the situation they find themselves in. Absolutely. Because also you have that, it's getting those two kids, which comes in later in the episode, like having them just interact is something that brings out a lightness out of all the characters. Because it's like, oh, two kids, like rarely get to have this in this world. Um which even then in that scene later on, we get to have that the heaviness brought back. Um, 
love uh, the entire time Joel is just ripping into Henry because Henry is so stupid when they first go into the uh, like the tunnels and it's empty and he's just like, see, I told you. He's like, we've been here for two seconds. <laughs> How about we like, let's keep moving. <laughs> like, all right. Um, and then even later on the episode when they get out of the tunnels, he's just like, no one's here. And it's like, can you stop being the worst type of person? Um, but we get a little bit more of the actual story between Henry, Kathleen, and the whole Kansas City um, arc. Yep. We learned that uh, Henry worked for Fedra. He was a rat for them. And that they wanted him to take out the leader of the resistance to get medicine for his brother to save him. That resistance leader was Kathleen's brother. And that's now why Kathleen wants revenge on Henry. Um, we have a really, that's a really great scene of Kathleen in their childhood home. Uh, just pretty much going over everything. And I really liked as well that Perry then lets her know, like, your brother was great, but you got everything done. Like, we got yeah. your back. Like, even though you're thinking that now this might be like a wild goose chase, it's like, we, we're behind you. Like, we'll do whatever you want. Um, which then even have Joel at first when he hears Henry's a rat, he can't, uh, he doesn't want to work with him. But then, like, hear more about his brother. It's like, you do what you do. Um, yeah, you gotta get, you have to achieve what you can, like kind of. Mm-hmm. It does go into. I think it's interesting. Very like Henry makes the note of like you make the decision. Mm-hmm. Like he, he made the decision to be the bad person. Or he made the bad decision, but doesn't make him a bad person. Yeah, and I think I, that's a good question for Joel to answer and think about. Mm-hmm. Which we then get them outside the tunnels. Uh, we have a pretty much from there on out is a good chunk of what happens in the game. Um, which is them like getting shot at from a house and having to flee. Um, I love in it that Joel goes to the left. It's like, yeah, you have to go that way in the game. Like, you got to go to the left. <laughs> good, good, good. Continuity, um, continuity. Yeah, continuity. Uh, yeah good. Uh, good. You guys worked it out. Um, and just also the confidence of like Ellie being like, you can't go. And he's like, this guy's a shit shot and it's dark out. Like, I got this. <laughs> um, to then having uh, the militia show up. Uh, surround Henry, Sam, and Ellie. Um, everything looks like it's going to go to hell, and it does. When we in the sw- best way possible, to a degree, yes, for us. Um, but yeah, a swarm of clickers emerge from a sinkhole that we kind of had a hint about earlier in episode four, um, and that's where all the infected have end up. They were driven into the tunnels, and they must have burrowed out into like their own thing. Um, but they swarm, and we have an insane of uh, Henry, Sam, and Ellie trying to escape, the militia trying to keep themselves alive, Joel from the, the watchtower uh, protecting with infinite ammo and infinite perfect <laughs> aim. Um, that's I think I've watched that scene a few times now, and I'm like, it's great, but every time I'm just like, like there's only like one only there's only one moment where he doesn't hit shots that he needs to hit shots. Um, but just a great scene until a bloater shows up which was fantastic to see in live action. And yep. a fair amount of that was practical too. Really? Yeah. Practical suit. I think like for good, like I think a lot of the motion was done like using CGI, but like that's a practical suit guy in there standing and like walking at least. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. And you just see how you cannot do anything with it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Shoot as many bullets. There's nothing you can do. Very similar to the game. I'm glad they didn't in the game, the bloater can like, pull like gas bombs off them and throw it at you glad they didn't that to me always something i'm like i don't believe it has the dexterity the ability 
to be like, I'm going to take this and throw it like a baseball at this target I can't actually <laughs> visually see. I'm like, nah, I don't believe that. So I'm glad they didn't do that at any point. No, yeah, I don't think that was, was going to happen. Yeah. Um, but then we have Kathleen corners the group, and they get taken out by a, a child clicker, um, which was, you know, hey, irony, because earlier she says kids die. Uh, and it's like, good, you get killed by a kid. Not worth everything. Yep. But you got to think all of that transpired because um, Henry killed her brother. And that yeah. led to now the fall of Kansas City because that was pretty much the entire militia. And then all those clickers, ugh, you just think like for a moment the city was free and then it quickly just fell back to hell. What's crazy to me, right, is like I, it's just the idea that like so you do learn throughout the as you said, that like the Fedra in Kansas City was like pretty fucked up and yep. like a, pretty awful comparatively to what they had in Boston. Mm-hmm. But they were able to push the infected underground. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of interesting to me because, like, how did you do that? Did you just lure them all underground? I'm thinking, like, gives me flashbacks to, like, um, I Am Legend and things mm-hmm. like that. But how they all end up underground? And then I think it's, you mentioned episode four, but they're literally, like, pushing on the floor of a basement, like, about to come out and, like, yeah, just seal this building off. It's fine. Yeah. Well, I think also probably Kathleen and Perry didn't have 100% like proof that's what that is. They probably were like, maybe it's a couple infected. They definitely didn't expect it to be all of them. Um, I'll give you that, but I think they knew what was going on. For sure, but they also probably thought, worst case, that collapses, but like if you seal that building, then they're in the building. They, wouldn't, I don't, they definitely probably weren't thinking like, oh, a couple thousand are going to flood out of that and a bloater. Um, this, this is disgusting. In fact, it gave me significant like reminders of uh, Days Gone. Mm-hmm. And the swarms in that game. Yep. Mm-hmm. Not yeah, idea. <laughs> I also, I think this is the first time someone calls it a clicker because I think Henry's the first one that says it because Ellie still is like, we saw one of those like really infected ones. He's like, a clicker? Yep. Which uh, still the biggest uh, miss of the show was not having someone in Boston go, clicker? Oh, man, those fucking clickers. Oh, clickers. Uh, uh, my brother tended to do a clicker. Oh, shut up about it. Mom's so proud. Just fucking clicking everywhere. Yeah. Um, but after fleeing, getting away from Kansas City, uh, Joel offers Henry and Sam to join the travel with them. Um, and Sam and Ellie go into the other room to rest. And we learn that Sam got bit, which honestly, when we see them in the episode under a car kicking infected while they're, <laughs> un- I was like, yeah, no, oh, oh my God, I can't believe so. Oh my God. I was like, oh, yeah, come on, guys. That's that's the most cliche how you get bit in anything is I'm on my back kicking at a zombie. Yeah, nah. <laughs> that's you want to get bit by a zombie? I'll take it bit by a zombie. Yeah. Um, but admittedly, also a really good scene prior to learning that he got bit uh, between him and Ellie of writing what their questions and answers to each other. Um, yep. Which I think also in the game, Sam isn't deaf. He can speak. Um, so I think actually having him be deaf in it adds so much more to the scene by having them just both write it down and not speak. And yeah. it's like far more between the two of them and all that. Um, Ellie tries to save Sam by putting her blood on the cut, uh, which has no prevail because in the morning, yes, he wakes up, he's infected, he attacks Ellie and Henry ends up killing him and then taking his own life. Uh, Such a sad, sad scene to end on. What, like what seemed like an upswing episode. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was rough. It, we get a good cut to it as well. Just 
the aftermath and then right to, okay, we're digging graves and having a very, very sad scene of taking their moments to pay respect. And then Ellie being the one be like, all right, let's move. We got to go on now. And that's where episode five ends. Endure and survive. Endure and survive. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was an interesting touch to have her like try to cure him with her blood and be like, yep. No, it's okay. Like this will like, and no, just ends. It just the ending caught me very off guard. Yeah, I thought that would be the end of the series, and everything would be. It would be like Joel and Ellie made it to the end, and everything turned out great. And America came back <laughs> stronger than ever. Patriotism, truth, Powered and by justice. Fungus. Nine to five jobs and a white picket fence out front. A chicken in every pot. The roast on the table when you get home and your wife doesn't mind if you smoke cigarettes in the house. God bless this country. Anyway, uh, (laughs) we go into episode six. We have a episode six um, called Kin. Uh, We have a three month um, uh, time jump. Um, which honestly, in the game, they do let that a lot as well. Um, they jump seasons, so this isn't too outlandish of an idea. And also, knowing they have to get to Wyoming, it's like that's a long. Now that we know they didn't have a car, maybe they could get. It'd be very difficult for them to get one on the road. But it's like, yeah, it's gonna take them some time. We can't go next episode, and we're in Wyoming. We did it. We walked <laughs> all the way. We took a very long stroll, and now we've made it. Yep. Uh, but we open on a couple uh, out in the middle of nowhere in Wyoming. Uh, Joel has essentially taken them both hostage, and I'm using quotations, uh, because both Joel doesn't want to be mean. He doesn't want to do this. He's just trying to figure out where they are. And also, the the wife is showing a lot of hospitality. Uh, she a ton made of him, hospitality. Yeah, she made him soup. Uh, uh, he, she didn't shoot him, but that's just because the gun was on the other side of the room. Um. And also during this brief time, we do see how much Joel and Ellie have definitely grown. Um, the confidence that Ellie is showing in front of Joel of just being like, I told you to stay upstairs. Like, I'm going to come and shut up. Like, I'm going to be down here. Like, don't shut the gun out. They're both holding guns like they're yep. like 70s Batman villains. Yep. Um, but Joel and Ellie learn where they are and they learn they have to go into uh, an area known past as a Death River, um, which is scary, but. Joel has to do it. He has to go try and find Tommy. He he need at this point he has to find Tommy, which we see him almost kind of have a little minor panic attack and try and hide it from Ellie. Yep. Um, we then have a little a great little campfire scene of the two of them talking of what will you do after uh, if when, when we you find a cure and you get to the fireflies. Um, Joel wants to have a ranch with sheep. Ellie wants to go into space. Uh, really nice. Uh, but what would you do after the, the apocalypse? You um, survive. You survive twenty years. You survive an apocalypse, and it, it ends. What do you do after that? I mean, like, what's coming back? Um, the Fast and the Furious. That's the only thing that is guaranteed to come back. Fast and Furious one, two, or any of the others. A a no, just an, a new Fast and the Furious. Um, honestly, I might start a farm. Might just like you know, twenty years of like living in an apocalypse. Might just if I ha- if I don't have a farm already, might might just pick up a farm, and just go sheep chickens. 
Rookie answer. Horses? Rookie answer. It's a rookie answer. It's an apocalypse. There's no rookie thing. No answer, new dude. Being created. Dude, I'm going to get the stock market started again. And I'm going to be like, all right, here are all the, I got it. I'm going to run it. So dude. much money, man. So much money is going to be coming in. So much I'm money to buy cap- goods and services. I'll bring back capitalism. Speaking be- of capitalism, this, <laughs> this episode covers capitalism. It does. Um, so yeah, uh, Joel and Ellie then cross into the, the Death River Valley and are picked up by this group. Uh, we have a brief moment of fear that Ellie will be uh, caught because this dog can smell the infected, which was actually kind of shown in the first episode um, that the dogs yes. can like sense it. Um, but so interesting that the dog is, it's such a tense scene and the Joel looks over and Ellie is just mm-hmm. being loved to death by the dog. Yep. Uh, but they go into this, this legitimate town um, on horseback, which honestly, it felt so much like a little western little town, but that's exactly what it Absolutely. is. Absolutely, we have a school, a, a, a cafeteria, a mess hall type situation. Uh, but we have a beautiful moment of Tommy and Joel reuniting. Um, and I loved having Tommy be like, Why are you here? And he's like, I came to save you, and it's like, Oh, wow, good job. <laughs> well, that's the tough part, right? Because the entire show up until this point has been about getting back to Tommy, yeah, and also delivering the cargo. Mm-hmm um ellie to to the fireflies out west but it's so interesting because you get there and he's just thriving that entire yep. community of 300 people and children is thriving they have a movie theater yep they have a cobbler mm-hmm. they have power from a hydroelectric dam yep i like oh earlier i like the one she's like how does it work it's like i don't know it's like you could have made something up it's like <laughs> which also then kind of shows like him just being on like i don't know like not gonna fuck mess with you um also, I did like during the movie. I I don't know what movie that is, but it isn't like a cliche movie. Like it's not like they had like um, Elf. Well, I don't know. Elf, I don't believe would have been out by two thousand three. No. Oh, you're been. right. Um, but like they don't have like Home Alone. Like, which is nothing against Home Alone, but it's like oh, like they they had something more like niche where it's like okay, we're gonna show kids movies. Like let's. Let's not show them like like Ghostbusters too. <laughs> it's like no, nah, we're gonna show them. I say Kramer versus Kramer, but that's a horrible kids movie. Just tell them Seinfeld reruns on VHS. <laughs> oh no, that'd be no specials, and that'd probably be like, be like, oh man, I really wish I could have a Gatorade a Purple Lightning. Do you guys want Capri Suns? Too bad, Apocalypse. Although they did the twenty-year-old Chef Boyardee in the last episode. So. That's true. Um, but really, really nice town. We learned that it's a commune. Um, and then, yeah, Joel's like, oh, so you're communist. And Tommy's like, no, we're not. It's like, yes, we are. We live in a commune. We are communists. Um, which is, must be really tough for uh, someone who fought in Desert Storm to be like, I'm a communist? No. What? No. I'm not a communist. Uh, that was that the quick little realization of him like trying to just accept it. It's like, because oh. also he's like, I can't fight it. I'm not going to like go against this everyone in this commune now. Yep. Um. But we have uh, two great conversations, one up coming up and then one later in the episode of Tommy and Joel, kind of just putting it all on the table. Yep. Uh, very, uh, very uncomfortable scenes. Mm-hmm. I think even from their, from the first sit down, like they have a meal, mm-hmm. very uncomfortable scene where Tommy's like, but I'm actually married. Yep. Um, but I think uh, I can take part of that as well. And you kind of pick up on it. Um, and especially how Ellie hand is around other people. It's like these two for like the last three months, we can just assume have been on their own. Like 
that's that so when they're first like just scarfing down a meal it's like that's just something like oh my god here's like food like, like let's eat let's get that so that first conversation i always take is like everyone's trying to adjust like to like us the society and them to the people who've been outside for a while yep where the second conversation is where it's like okay we've now taken a minute like we've seen everything now let's try and like put the cards on the table and then the third conversation is just like at a wit's end yeah uh, yeah uh, but I did also like just like say congrats, Joel. <laughs> congrats. Uh, but yeah, in the f- first conversation, we learned that uh, Joel wants Tommy to come with him. Uh, but Tommy says no because Maria is pregnant and he's trying to be safer. Um, and then kind of blows up in Joel's face, being like, no, like we did horrible things. I'm done with that. I can't keep doing that. You got to do things on your own. Just because your life stopped doesn't mean mine has to, uh, which then has Joel storm out rightfully. Uh, and then a later conversation of, yeah, Joel trying to clean up his boots and just being disgusting. <laughs> um, and then Tommy just like, I got you some different boots. Happy to take these. Um, and then Joel telling Tommy everything. Uh, what happened to Tess, uh, the whole situation with him and Ellie. And him pleading with Tommy to please, uh, you got to take Ellie. I, I'm old. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which then we learn that Ellie overheard it all. Um, which then we have overheard another. Overheard it all. Yep. And then we have a great scene of her and Joel in a bedroom yelling at each other that you're not my daughter, you're not my dad in a childhood home. Um, <laughs> and him just being like, no, you got to go with Tommy. But the thing is, you, you do understand where Joel's coming from, where he's. Part of it is definitely him trying to avoid the pain that he's now created for himself by being connected to Ellie. Absolutely. But, him, but he is have does have justifiable reasons of like, I'm old. Like I can't keep doing this. Like I can't hear anything. Like my legs, my legs are tired. Like I can't keep like trucking along. Um, and he mentions how like in Kansas City, he's like a kid I would have taken down in a second five years ago, but now like I need to be saved by this kid. Um, People are getting old. Yeah. Oh man, you know what? I, I would uh, invest. Actually, when uh, the apocalypse ends, I think I'd go into like, like, orthopedic, uh, active wear type stuff. Like, like you know those like those gold. What are they? Like the gold band, like knee brace type things. Yeah, like ankle I, braces. Yeah, I would quickly like try and get back into that. I'd be like, who? I bet we we all need them. I know we all need them. And, and Shane's I'd look at, body braces. Yeah, and also I'd like I'd make eye contact with people, and I'd be like, tell me you don't need this right now, and they'd be like, oh, I do need it really bad. And I'd, hey, I'd have really good prices. I'd have really good prices. I threw my back out 14 years into this fucking apocalypse. I need a brace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd make, have a really good... I'd, oh, man, I'd make bank on that. That's how, I'd, that's how I'd come back. That's how the Olsons make their money back in the post-apocalypse. Father, how did we come out of the apocalypse so well compared knee to the Knee braces. Knees, knee braces. Um, but... Well, Bracelin the first... <laughs> So my so this is just my kid. Anyone's the first. Ah, uh, yeah, you can go with the fourth. Fine, brace, brace, brace in the fourth. Thank you, much better. Um, but we have the next morning. Joel is there. He gives Ellie the choice to go with him or Tommy, and she just, of course, goes with Joel. Um, we have a nice little moment with once again him and Tommy of just, just not saying anything, which I almost I do enjoy because it's both of them just being like, no, you're gonna come back, like not going to say goodbye. I'll see you soon. Like you'll be back here. And this is where you're gonna. And Joel even is like, yeah, I'm going to take up on that. Like I'll, I'll be back here. Um, 
They leave, and then we get it's about a they said it's a week ride south, and we get the CLO montage of him and Ellie connecting and him teaching her to shoot, um, learning that uh, that he was a contractor. Um, and I love the line of him going, Everybody loved contractors, just changing history of what we actually know. <laughs> um, but then getting the nickname the contractor, the contractor, yeah. I like I, that was a great scene too because I'm just like, <laughs> Yeah, there's people loved contractors, sure they oh, did. Yeah. Everyone oh, yeah. was so excited to call their contractor. Yep. Um, the, going over the rules of football. Um, that was really good. Um, but then they get they get to uh, this uh, university where they believe the fireflies will be. They, yep. they kind of check it out for a little bit. There's monkeys. Um, but it seems abandoned. And we hear something upstairs and we go upstairs. And I was the entire time I was like, I hate why. Why would you go upstairs? Don't ever Don't go, go upstairs. upstairs. Don't ever go upstairs. You, you Only first floor. Only first floor. Is that your uh, apocalypse rule? Do you is that like your kind of like zombie land type of rule? Like don't go upstairs. Like first I wouldn't. Floor only? I wouldn't go upstairs first. I'd be like, nah. Someone else goes upstairs. Like I'll lock down first floor. All right. How first did you feel about them going to like the forty fifth floor of that skyscraper? Like, would you do that in this situation? I would. I would have to be one. Just someone ahead of me. Just you go first. All right. Nah. I'll, I'll oh, cover okay. the so... I'll cover the tail. Like I'm not gonna flee, but I'll cover the back. Okay, but, you, but you're, you will come up, but just someone has to clear the way for you. Or at least be like, all right, man, like the first, the first door first door is good. If there's noise, eh, I ain't fucking with that shit. I ain't no, making noise up there. Mm-mm, mm-mm, nope. <laughs> no. You know, hey, no, no way. Hey, you know, I had for, I've had for years upstairs neighbors, they make noise. I don't care. All right. Yeah, make, you make your noise. I, I got the first floor. First floor is mine. Um, okay. But we learned that most likely the fireflies are now in Salt Lake City. Uh, when a just a gang of dudes raiders raiders yeah uh, yeah but it, they came off more as just like just some dudes um they're I, all carrying baseball bats too which is very interesting i think the reason why they come off more is just is it's the winter gear because like when i think of raiders i think of like tons of guns leather straps spikes stuff like that but it's like when they're just wearing like winter coats i'm just like those are, that's just some guys who came back from like just hanging out all day. Like, ah, oh, man, we're walking around. Oh, we just came from a baseball practice. Like, Joel and Ellie murdered a rec group. <laughs> that's a college campus. Yeah, that's just that's the intramural baseball team practicing in the winter. Just smoked an intramural team, calling it a day. Um, but Joel gets stabbed. Um, uh, he takes shibbed, it out. Really? He, yeah, he gets shivved. He takes it out, which honestly, it's like, don't leave it in for as long as but you leave it in. You lie down on your back, then you take it out. You got to stop the bleep, but he takes it out. Um, they flee on horseback, which I laughed out loud, though. The scene of the cameras on Joel and Ellie riding away, and jo- Ellie is shooting backwards. Yep. The, Suppressing is, fire, Shane. Suppressing fire. That was not a real... That's not a real... That was not a horse. That was them on, like, like a, a go-kart thingy, and, like, it just bobbing up and down. It was the... Fi- I laughed because I knew it wasn't real. I have to rewatch that then. It's only and it's only for like two seconds, but it's the fake. It's just so funny because it's like that's clearly not it, but that makes sense because it's like okay, we can't get this shot of like the camera at this angle. You on a horse, us moving forward, you shooting him. Hold like it, it just logistically, you can't like guarantee it'll work. Yeah, but it's just oh, it's so quick. Uh, but the episode ends. They fled. They got away. Joel passes out and. We're led to believe what's going to happen now. 
it's it's a great ending but i also it kind of echoes a lot of the sentiment that is produced in the last two episodes about joel getting old yep and ellie having to take a bigger role in in their partnership yep yeah because we even have at the beginning of this episode um he fell asleep during his watch and ellie woke up and was like i got it like i've, I've done the laps i've checked everything got the high ground yep yeah. I, I mean, I know how the game progresses from this mm-hmm. point, and I don't, I don't want to dive into spoilers from the game, but I'm intrigued to see how the show takes the next three episodes because there are three episodes left. Yep, the nine episode first season, I think, is a lot. Oh yeah, there's tons. I mean, because episodes have been ranging from like an hour, five minutes to like I think fifty minutes, so you can pack a lot in there as well. So I mean, it's a ton of content, which is interesting because I wonder. I do wonder if they are going to jump to season two. For no. oh, you don't think so? Oh, sorry, I didn't. I think you meant in this season they'll jump the. No season two for um. Season like game two for season two. I'm still thinking that season two will be like the bridge between because they're I, what is it like a I think it's a ten year jump, or maybe like a seven to eight year jump from is there game a jump? one. Game because yeah, part lots of us part two. It's been a few years because I huh, I'm gonna make sure to double check. Um, but it's a few years, at least like close to ten years, because Ellie is like a, a, a woman now. She's I think in her like late teens, early twenties. Um, but I think they could very easily make the second season be a a bridge between the first game and the second game, and then yeah. have the third season. Because also you might think like, hey, we want to maybe have our actress. Uh, Bella Ramsey like grow up like hey we want her to we'd be in this like, let's add like okay we'll take a year off shoot season two and then maybe take another year two years by that point and then we'll shoot because then it also just I want I want more Last of Us but I want it to continue the same narrative <laughs> um but yeah I forget where I was going with it but, but yeah uh, season two doesn't have to go right to game two I think they could definitely pat pad is a bad word but definitely pad out and jump take season two to be like we're gonna bridge and maybe do a whole other bottle episode but that's with other people and uh the other side world world building yeah okay i just don't want a bunch of i don't want a similar the walking dead situation where it's like the last of all of us and it's a different story of people in florida starting and then going to Texas. Uh. And no, this, I don't think I don't think they'll do that with this. Either. And this old man is immune to diabetes. We're gonna. We need to get him to the the bumblebees to to, to cure diabetes from the fungus. You seem very worried about this possibility. Do you want to talk about it? No, because that's how it, that's how it happens if you put it out there in the ether. <laughs> Great. So once we get to season seven, we'll start dot be like, oh my god, they're they're curing diabetes. Yep. Okay. Right, how do you want to how do you want to rate this three pack of episodes? I I view it honestly. This the first season has been fantastic. As we had spoken on Sunday, and I said, you know, I had three episodes to catch up on in a yep. row, and I literally watched them all in a row last night. Yeah, that's very nice. Jumping, that's... doing the two KC ones. No, wait, I didn't see them all. I take that back. Liar. Both KC ones yesterday and then today, this morning before, um, with breakfast, I watched <laughs> the Jackson one. Actually, that's not a bad breakfast episode because no, you're not, it's you're not okay getting, breakfast episode. That's not a lot of infected. That was like, oh, that's that's all just people in drama. Oh, dude, no, I can't like I can't have like a beverage if the infected are out. 
oh, my yeah, body's just like now we're we can't handle it. Um, so I'm, I'm jealous. You watched them all like back to back to back. It was a, a good way I, to do I'm it. I'm a peasant who has to wait week to week. Well, that's what happens. You accidentally do too many. Like you just get caught up, and then you yeah. have to watch them all at once. Yeah, to do your podcast. That's true. Um, I think well, four and five have to be packaged together. They are just one story. Um, so I think I'm going to give four and five. I'm going to give four and five like seven hundred ninety-four out of a thousand. Um, Henry just being too overconfident for a guy who has got a gun with no bullets and has said he's only killed one person. Um, once again, just be like, see, I told you, buddy, you've been on the run for 11 days. Shut up. Um, uh, only because four is a good episode, but it's more just to fill out five and get more yep. backstory, but still both together. Great. Episode six. I'm going to give episode six, 999 out of a thousand um, brothers given great hugs and nice coats with gloves on. Um, but, but not saying I love you to each other. Okay. Um, Just in case. Yeah. I, and I knocked that one point off because at one point I was like, I feel like they're going to say they love each other. If they do, this is going to ruin the episode for me. So just the thought of uh, them saying that, that's what I was like. Yeah. Okay. All right. I hear you. 873 out of a thousand. 873. I'm going to give four and five. Four or five again, 825, 825 out of 1,000, finding camaraderie via uh, old comic books that you have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that was a great scene between <laughs> Sam and Ellie. Yeah, n- um, nondescript comic book characters, non-trademarked. Yep. Oh, you, you have issues one, four, seven, and eight of... Superman? Uh, superhuman Man? Yeah, exactly. And also it's like, oh, wow, it's really crazy that there's those are the number issues you have. It's like not... <laughs> Oh, yeah, I have issues 114, 37, 86, and 1. Actually, no, 1 would be really impressive. Um, but still, yeah. And then what do you give uh, episode 6? Episode 6, I was going to give probably like an 875 out of 1,000. 875 out of 1,000 what's folks you might ask, and I love doing this bit. Um, 875 out of 1,000 diva cups and handing that to a, to a preteen girl without any possible context except for an old-timey manual. That's the context. That was uh, th- like that made me laugh, honestly, because I was just like, "This is great." This poor kid. They have like no one said how old she is. Again, doesn't matter. But they're like, "Hey, here's some like cleaned up clothes because you you've been traveling in your own filth for months." Also, here's a diva cup. Figure out how to use it uh, with this manual. Don't know if you even need to use it yet, but just so you have it. Also, here's a very purple shitty eggplant coat. That's a great coat. You're welcome. That's a great, it's a great coat. coat. Ellie's being a little baby. That's a great coat. <laughs> I hate you, Ellie. I'm not going to watch any more of The Last of Us on HBO. Because I, yeah, you hate that coat. I love that coat. I'm can, angry now. Are you going to get the purple coat? Or are you going to get yourself a purple coat? I'm already, I've already bought it. <laughs> it's on the way. I'm not doing, I, I'm not even sick. I called out of work so I could wait for this coat. That's how you need the coat. Yep, I do. I need the long purple coat. Mm-hmm. I need it. But yeah, two, three great episodes all, all in a row the last three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, really impressive stuff. Yeah. Well, we saw a movie this weekend and we're, we're up against it time-wise. So we'll, we'll keep this 
We'll keep this moving. But we saw a movie this weekend. We'll keep this will be a small review. Hey. Why is it gonna be small? Steve we Scuba, tell tell them uh, to be a small review. So we went and saw Ant Man and the Wasp Quantumania. <laughs> yeah, it's small. Small, small. Or very large, depending on what you're looking for. That's true. It's all perspective. Um, yes, but we saw Ant Man and the Wasp Quantumanium. Uh, Quantumania. Quantumania. Sorry. I apologize. Uh, Peyton Reed's third uh, Ant Man movie, which I'm trying to remember. Is he the first to do a, a trilogy all himself? Because James Gunn hasn't finished volume three yet. Taika's only no, done two. I don't know. The Russos have done um, three, but not a trilogy. They did. No, they've done four, but they haven't done a complete trilogy because they did Winter, Civil War, and then two Avengers. Joss only did two. I think it Kenneth is. Kenneth Braun only did the first Thor. Sad. Oh. Um, so I think I believe Peyton Reed is the first one to do a trilogy. No, wait. Yeah. Nope. Um, oh. John Watts. I, John, exactly. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Um, He's the second director in the Marvel Universe to have completed a trilogy after John Watts. That's true. And uh, Yeah. If, you, if anything, we can do a little asterisk if you want to fight over the Sony thing. Because Sony is the no Spider-Man's a titular character. No, he, I know, I know, but I just wanted to give Peyton Reed something nice. I wanted to give him an award. Um, but yes, uh, we our third installment of Ant-Man. Um, in this, Scott has he has saved the day. He's now got a perfect life. He's now a well-respected hero in the world. He's an author. Uh, uh, Hope <laughs> is running Pym Van Dyne Industries and helping the world. Um, everyone likes a uh, 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 tiny little bug man. Tiny little um, bug man. But Cassie Lang, now played by Catherine Newton, um, is getting in trouble. Uh, but quickly, that's just brushed over because she's made a satellite into the quantum realm, which uh, Janet Van Dyne uh, has been like, hey, don't do not do that. I know I've not told anyone to do that ever, but don't do that. Um, but they did it, and then they get sucked into the quantum realm. Sucked um, that, right into the quantum realm. That's like the first six, maybe seven minutes, because we have a quick little intro of Janet like early on in her, her Quantum Realm days meeting Kang, who is the villain of this, played by Jonathan Majors. Yep. Um, but yeah, this movie just throws us right in, which honestly, great. I'm, I'm glad we didn't have... I'm glad we didn't have to sit too long in the... Cassie, you can't be doing this. At least I'm doing something right. <laughs> um, which does come up many times throughout the movie, but late in a later conversation, I don't think it works as well which we can get into that in a little bit yeah um but what did you think of ant-man uh, in the wasp quantumanium quantumania what do you think quantumania. of ant-man th- what do you think of ant-man 3 um what do you think i really enjoyed ant-man 3 i don't think it deserves the hate it's getting absolutely i think it, i think it carries a nice trend line throughout the movie i think it took a lot of steps that people weren't prepared for an ant-man movie to take mm-hmm I think it introduces Kang, 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 Kang as a fantastic villain. Mm-hmm. Truly, Jonathan Majors plays it fantastically. I think the combined like force of adventure of Scott Lang, Hank Pym, Hope, and Janet all kind of fit a great step, like a great move forward mm-hmm. as the four of the chapters. Plus, bringing Cassie as like a functional character as well, who has her own suit now. Um, so I really enjoyed it. I think we have a great Bill Murray, like, scene and a half. 
You don't like him? It's see, that's like kind of one of my negatives is he's really underutilized. Okay. And the scene doesn't do like anything because we really don't learn anything about Kang other than what we eventually learn from uh Janet in the next scene when they finally were like, hey, you tell us what's going on, which is a trope in the movie that I really don't like, which is that a character knows everything we need to know, but they just keep telling everyone. We'll talk about it. We don't have time to talk. Like, I think I even said it to you, like, so it's uh, Hank, Janet, and Hope. They meet these people in, like, a desert, and they give them a ride. And then we see them go to, like, almost like a city area where they meet Bill Murray. But it's like, they could have on the ride talked. Like, (laughs) I like the fact that hope is like, what's going on? It's like, we don't have time. It's like that entire ride. You easily could have been like, what's going on. And you even bare bones. Were like there was someone when I was in the uh, quantum world, blah, 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 blah. He's bad. Blah, blah, blah. You know, like there is a lack of communication in that family. Yes. That's definitely one of the biggest things in the movie that like kind of bothers me. It's just like, just say, just tell us what we need to know. Um, and actually then I was saying earlier, like you have Cassie trying to get Scott to get back into the game. A very good uh, idea, especially in, in our world. But when they're being first thrown into the quantum realm, trying to figure out how to get out, and Cassie hears that these people are struggling, and she's like, we have to help them. It's like, no, 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 no. Like, get get yourself home, figure out your way out. Yep. Then you can go back. Like, yeah, you can go back in, but right now you don't know if you can get out. Like, take care of that right now. Getting out is the hard part. Yeah. That was, like, the other part that I was like, come on, come shut up. Cassie, okay, like, shut shut up. Shut up right now. I, I'm so happy you're a good person. You want to help these people. But sh- we don't know. Yeah, and I think even Scott even says that. And he's like, we don't know how long we've been gone. Like, we've been, could have been gone an hour or a year. Like, we got we to go. Um, but uh, <laughs> I actually thought the humor in this movie still was, I thought this humor was still really good in this movie. It's pretty serious. It, like, tries to be more serious than the previous Ant-Man. Yep. But I still thought, like, oh, this, this was great. I thought it was funny. I don't, um, every joke, I think, landed for me, like, for the most part. I think maybe the only one was, like, that guy looks like broccoli. It's like, yeah, he does. Okay. Oh, I laughed out loud numerous times starting yeah. the movie. I, all, I do think it does hold, and you're right, but I've been thinking about it a little bit more recently, and there, it does miss certain things. It, the what? past two movies have been essentially, like, similar to heist movies. Mm-hmm. For lack of, like, in, you had the ex-cons, and you had Michael Pena, and, like, you lost a lot of that with this. Yep, there is this, a tiny heist in it, though. But you dive, <laughs> you dive right in, you kind of hit everything pretty hard. And there's no... They try to bring some levity. We are laughing. And yep. we, we said we laugh, but... It, it got pretty... It's a pretty dense movie for what it is compared to some other MCU movies that we've seen that want to be more lighthearted. Mm-hmm. That is true. Um, though real quick though, I will say that probability storm scene I did really enjoy. That was I thought really unique. And then it also like Kang not understanding how Scott is like figuring it out. It's like no, it's because we're all working towards the same goal. Like yep. regardless of the many choices we can make, we all still want to do the right thing, which is help and save our daughter. Um, yeah, Modoc. Oh could... fucking Modoc! I overall like Modoc. Modoc could never work outside of I think this movie, The Quantum Realm, because it's such. Because people are like, he looks stupid. It's like, yeah, because yeah. Modoc looks stupid. Like, I just laughed every time we saw him, though. Yeah, and he's he was he was a good sense of humor when Scott shows up and he's huge, and he's like, that's a big dude. And just like, yeah, that, you didn't realize that Scott can get huge now. You're just still thinking he'd get tiny. Nah, giant man. Well, yeah. He got big in the second one, didn't he? Or the first one too? 
No, he never got big. Scott never got big in the first movie. He's only he only gets big um, in Civil War is the first time we see him get big. Ah, uh, okay. So it's the second movie where he gets the bus in the water. Yes. But yeah, Kang dies at the end of this. Do you think he's dead? Uh, I think that Kang's dead. Here's here's what, I think here... the Council of Kings. So here's the thing. That's something that definitely needs to be kind of clarified because it's kind of confusing as to, it's very confusing as to like okay so what is Kang's goal? Because the first Kang we meet is he who remains in Loki. Yeah. Which from how from now what we know what I've been led to believe is that he saw the council and he's like no nah, I don't like what they're doing and then everything fell apart the world ended and then he created the perfect timeline to keep us separated from the multiverse. Him dying is what essentially now like led us to be connected to the multiverse, and then things like this happening, and then this Kang in this movie was a bad one who was like, "No, I want to kill the right people to save everybody," but you guys just kind of want everything to fall apart. It's just very confusing. You know, I, thought um, wanted, I thought this Kang wanted to just destroy different, just kept moving and destroying worlds. Well, I think it was more that the council, the bad ones. I think for what they want to do is what's going to lead everyone to die. Well, meanwhile, this Kang's purpose was like, I'm trying to just kill the right amount of people who I want to kill. And that's, but I don't want to destroy everything. I think he was more just like, no, I want to kill what I want to kill, but I'm not trying to kill everything. Whereas the other Kings are like, we want to do what we want, but that'll lead to everything being killed. Regardless, it's still pretty confusing. And I think that's kind of what needs to be clarified moving forward. Cause One's easy to say, but like when you think back to like the first time we got a tease of like Thanos, like yes, we didn't know exactly what he wanted, but at least was like he's an antagonist. He's a force that would be dangerous to fight, and he's now angry at the Avengers. A, a- B, C, okay, I got a kind of an idea. Whereas Kang, it's now like it's the timeline, it's the multiverse. There's a bunch of Kangs, but we've seen two Kangs, but both Kangs kind of want the same thing. We but. It, we saw a lot more than two Kangs, though. I mean, uh, uh, post or uh, pre post credit, like at that pre-post point. Pre post credit, yes. Pre post past credit credit. Um, yeah. So at this point, it's just a little bit more like I need a little bit more clarification on like what does each group want? Yeah. What does Kang? What What is Kang's end game? <laughs> yeah. But we do again. We get a post credit scene of the three Kangs of a. Uh, Centurion, um, Ramatut, and then uh, Immortus, who's like the very old version of Kang. Um, and yeah, just a coliseum full of Kangs hooted and hollering. <laughs> they were very excited to be brought together. They were all coming through portals. Yep. Very but, happy. Yeah. But that's because they learned that the Kang in the quantum realm is dead. So it's almost, he's essentially the only Kang that could have stopped them, um, which is why I don't think he's dead. Because here's the thing he gets sucked into that multiversal energy core type thing. And we know that the next Avengers is Kang Dynasty, and then after it is Secret Wars. Secret Wars is frequently uh, controlled by the Beyonder, and there's already been said that Kang will be the Beyonder, so I think this Kang is, becomes the Beyonder by being sucked into that multiversal engine. And it's oh, like, okay. And like, that's how it's like, I'm gonna, that's how he then stops all the Kangs in Kang's, I think it's to be like, we all lose in Kang Dynasty, and then this Kang is like, Hey, remember me? Yeah, no, I'm going to kill all of you, and I'm going to start it over with the secret wars, and then the wars happen, and then that resets the universe, and it's like, nah, blah, blah. 
But do yeah. you think that's going to harm? All right. So this is like a little bit of a wider question, right? So that would be the MCU has then done like two two part large phase breaking movies. You mean uh, a la Infinity War Endgame, Kang Dynasty, uh, Secret Wars? Exactly. Yes. I'm not shocked by them doing that because <clears throat> there's no way you can tell. In, in, because here, once again, you got to think of this. Those two Avengers movies will be the first Avengers movies since Avengers Endgame. We won't have, sure. we're not going to have an Avengers 3 and Avengers 4, then K-Dynasty Secret Wars. We're getting just these two. And also, if you want to have an impactful story, you need enough time to let it breathe and get every piece of it. If you try and pack that even into like a two and a half hour movie with eight new characters who maybe some people haven't seen because they're only streaming and yep. two new characters who are just for this story, a la secondary villains or weird sidekick who we now just like, we, like Chris O'Dowd from Thor Dark World, like once again shows up. Like, you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, these, those two movies are definitely going to be back to back because I think they've already even said too, like they're going to film together. Like it's going to be one big story. And I don't believe there's anything actually even lined up to be released in between them. I think it's like, first one comes out in march and then the second one comes out in like october or like oh wow or at least some type of gap like that i don't believe there's any like no ant-man in between or captain marvel in between type okay. thing so hmm it, it's gonna be a very interesting time yeah in the marvel universe mm-hmm. um last thing i'll say about this movie it should have been more wasp i know like it is an ant-man movie but like it's ant-man and the wasp like there, there yep. should have been a Maybe like one more like good wasp thing with Scott. I mean, she does fly in at the end and save his ass. She does. Well, she does that twice in the probability storm and at the very last fight. But it's like, don't m- more wasp. Yeah. Give give me, give me wasp. Me we, we want the wasp. <laughs> Sorry, that was no, you're good. No, no. Um, yeah. I overall really enjoyed this movie. I think. Trying to rate it, um, probably give it like an eight twenty or an eight thirty three out of a thousand. Uh, did you drink my slime? Mm-hmm. Uh, or drink drink ooze. the ooze, Scott? Drink the ooze. Um, I'm gonna give it eight thirty four out of a thousand. One better than you. Um, I'm giving eight thousand. Um, Modok, Modok. Modovsk. Oh no, that'd be Modovsk. Like for killing. Um, oh, and slash. I'm an Avenger now, and and I will say, it's great that the fam, the entire Pym uh, Lang family, they didn't immediately go, yeah, you're an Avenger. They all kind of like hesitated for a second. We're like, <laughs> he's dying. Like, yeah, man, you sure? Like, you're one of us. They now. easily could have been like, yeah, or been like, no. But it's like, me. I think that was a very realistic. Like, yeah, okay. yeah, you're an Avenger. Yeah, sure. You can. Ju- you're you're a probationary member of the Avengers. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. But overall, a great Marvel movie, a great kind of kickoff into the new phase. Mm-hmm. And not the worst. Yeah. This should not. This shouldn't be one point above Eternals. It's getting too much hate. Way too much yeah. hate. Well, folks, that's our show this evening. Mm-hmm. Shane, do you want to tell people they can listen to us? Well, you can listen to us in a boatload of places. Spotify, um, you can Google Play, um, Apple Podcasts, uh, Napster, LimeWire, um, 
deep web just go deepweb.com backslash black market backslash Shane and Scuba Steve show they'll all be there uh, on Instagram at Shane and Scuba Steve show um, you can find us in your in your mailing letter um, we have a new mailing letter um, if you put an envelope with our name on it with a postage in your mailbox we'll get it and then we'll send put your return address address on it we'll get it and then we'll send you something back it might be. I'm not I'm saying it is a mailing letter system. I'm not saying you're gonna get a letter back. Who knows what I have on hand that time or what Steven has on his hands that time. So you could get a letter back. You might not. You it might be a a, a letter. It might be like, oh a Q, I got a Q. Oh, I've been trying That's to a get high a value letter. Oh, I've been trying to get a Q for so long. Oh my god, I'll trade you my two E's and my N for your Q. Yeah. The the letters have values. Mm-hmm. Well folks. That's our show this evening. Have a great night. Goodbye. Later.